Welcome to the Rise to the Challenge podcast. I'm your host, Alex Burkett. Joining me today, Michelle Smith, who is the founder of Amp Lifestyle, a global wellness coach, a success coach, and a healthy aging advocate, comes on the show to talk about her journey on the Rise to the Challenge. She wants to come on the show and talk about her journey and how she used her family and what her family has done to motivate her and how she had to find that passion to find what where did she fit in this world. She talks about how you need to challenge yourself and take those risks because you don't want to regret it over time. Usually we have our quick fire challenge, but this week we're going to do a different style of a quick fire challenge. So I want you to think about in your life right now, what are you doing to challenge yourself each and every day? What are you doing to learn more about yourself and what skills you can gain by listening to these podcasts? So I want you to sit back and relax and enjoy the rise of the challenge of Michelle Smith. Please welcome my guest today, Michelle Smith. How are you doing today, Michelle? Better than I deserve, Alex. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's not raining. It's just very calm and sunny out, so I'm just enjoying it while it is. Same. Same. So I've been following you on LinkedIn, and I've enjoyed looking at your posts and the inspirational message that you send to all your viewers and listeners that um, you have looking at your posts. And I thought I wanted to learn more about you and how you came about going down that path. So talk about how did you start becoming an entrepreneur? Like, what was your mo motivations to get into that? <laughs> that well, first off, I want to say thank you. Um, thank you for um, reaching out. And um, I don't think anytime you post things, you have any idea, one, how it's going to affect someone that day. Two, who's going to actually see it. And three, there's really no rhyme or reason, I know, sometimes for me, because... One, it's something that either God's laid on my heart, he's working on me, or it's just one of those things. And I've had a lot of people reach out and say, I loved your post. Um, thank you so much. It, it was exactly what I needed to hear that day. I had no idea, you know, but, um, but I appreciate that. And so <laughs> how did I figure out I wanted to be an entrepreneur? I haven't figured that out. Just like I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, <laughs> it, you know, because because in reality, I think it's sometimes hard. You see something you want to do or you think, wow, I could do that. But then taking the next step and learning how to not self-sabotage or self-question yourself, especially if you have people asking if or if you will help them or, hey, um, if you're going to do this, would you let me know? And so probably by half a chance, Alex, I would have to say. When you were after college, when you started your marketing director position with the USA Drug and being the marketing director for Safe Harbor Hospice, was that like the path, the path you were wanting to go or the opportunity came about and you <laughs> took it? It was an opportunity because I got to say that um, you grow immensely 
after you're out of college, after, you know, um, sometimes I think people truly know, and, and then sometimes, you know, you don't know what you're, what you want to be when you grow up. And I got to say that I was not comfortable talking to people all the time. I was not a people person and I almost flunked public speaking in college and business school. So <laughs> did I ever think that I would be doing marketing? No. Um, but, um, it's, um, very, it's very rewarding to build relationships with people. And coming out of college, I was working for um, an engineering company, and then I went in, went to work for a, a, a credit union, and then I went to work for a doctor's office. And each one was a building block or a, a stepping stone. And I, in your early 20s, you're not the best you. You're just the best at, of where you are at that time. And working with people in multiple stages of their life um, whether that's age, sickness, or where they are financially. It definitely changed my view, which is good. And then I had the opportunity to go to USA Drug. And I grew a lot um, being able to learn a lot, learn outside of what I actually thought I knew or could do. But I think I realized then that I always had a heart to... Well, my watch doesn't understand what I'm saying either. <laughs> um, I realized then that I had a heart to serve and to do something different that was going to make an impact. Because I'll share that at that time is when I learned how to, or I became a certified mastectomy fitter. And when you're in a fitting room with a woman who has lost her breast or both and completely changes the identification of who she is in that, at that time, but you become very humble when it becomes all about them and making them feel unique and feel complete and beautiful and whole again. And I think in that, those four years of doing that completely changed my aspect of what I wanted to do and how I was going to serve people. And then that company sold and got new leadership, new ownership with a huge vision. And hmm, I've always had a big mouth, but my gift of gab kind of got me in trouble. And it was at that time when they said, well, if things aren't being done and physicians don't know and people don't know, then why don't you go out and tell them? Well, that's not my job. And when I opened my mouth, it became my job accidentally on my part. But, and it became the most rewarding process of growth. But then we, but you don't always have to have a degree to succeed if you truly, if that's something that you truly want to know. And I think that was something that I had to learn because being educated and doing something and understanding the process of what someone has to have or what the physicians needed or what, you know, there's always a lot of gray lines that people just don't know and understand. And when I was able to realize that I understood and I knew and I had learned and I had grown. Then I was confident enough to go out and speak to, and plus that was an opportunity. And not everyone gets that opportunity to expand and learn more and grow and fall and get back up and learn and grow and fall back down and, you know, get doors shut in your face and be told rude and hateful things. But you continue to carry on because 
you're passionate about what you do. And I think it was probably then that maybe put a little nugget in there that I didn't know that was possible. Something that we like to showcase on this podcast is rising to the challenge with the title. And something you just mentioned is how you overcome obstacles. And even if you end in defeat, it's how you get back up and keep on going and trying again to reach to that goal that you want to succeed at. You talked about public speaking and not knowing that was going to be something that you were going to be good at um, with where you're at right now. How did you learn from that and that you didn't do well at public speaking how did you challenge yourself to get to that next step and become a better public speaker <laughs> um i have to laugh at that because i still don't consider myself a great public speaker but if you would have told me 20 years ago that i would be okay to stand in front of um a room of 30 people or 100 people or a boardroom of people that I feel insignificant to, we all have that group of peers, or that I would do lives or that I would be doing Zoom calls with hundreds of people, I probably would have laughed because I never seen myself at that time doing that. But listening to people, having great leaders, I had a, a great boss at one point um, at my pharmacy Time, and she introduced me to John Maxwell and his books. And at that, of course, in that stage, you know, business was good. I was learning a lot. I was getting well past my comfort zone of talking to people. And, you know, a lot of people have a fear of talking to someone that has a bigger degree or initials behind their name. But in reality, they're all just real. Some might think better of themselves, but they're all real. And they want to be treated with respect and dignity, just like all of us do but they don't want to be talked to in any different manner. And being able to change how I talked to a particular group of people to a different, you know, how you talk to uh, uh, my daughter is going to be different than how I talk to my husband. It's, it's no different. But being able to listen to great people and read great books. And one of the first books that I can truly remember impacting was Everyone Communicates and Few Connect by John Maxwell. And it resonated tremendously. And I have reread it several times and got lots of highlight marks in there because we all do chatter and we all communicate. But it can be very flippant. It can be very nonchalant and we don't always focus on connecting in order to understand what someone else's need we are listening to tell them what we know so we can just tell them what versus connecting and i think when we can connect and at least that's what i have learned is when we can connect with the people that we're talking to presenting to whatever but when i can connect with the group of nurses or or cnas so that they can understand one about hospice or about particular needs, or even if I'm talking to them about my business in health and wellness, because as mothers, we're the last ones to take care of ourselves. We want to do, you know, to get everybody else taken care of. But in reality, when we take care of ourselves and we invest in our health, we're around for the long run and we're able to um, pour into those that we love. And so what I have found is, if I will slow down and remember that 
they're all there for the same reason. They want to know, or maybe they're just paid to be there. I don't know. But when I slow down and take the moment to connect with them and really think about what it is that they need to know, not what I want to tell them, that has changed for me over the years because as I develop my own business, it is truly a U-shaped business. What is it that you need? What is it that you know they need? What is it that she needs? And that's how that communication changes when we're talking to one or 1,000. But it is definitely a learning process. I didn't learn it in class, I'll tell you that. I learned it from shoving my foot in my mouth and taking it out and slowing down and learning more about what they needed and being able to connect. Obviously, educating them, but focusing on what it is they're, they're needing. I hope that answered that without rambling yes. too much. You brought up having that real-life experience, um, getting out there and doing that trial and error is the best way to learn and how to develop the skills. I know with me being a trainer, um, Every training room I go to, it's going to be different people, different attitudes. So you kind of have to find where you can connect with people to get them interested and enjoy the time that they're there and having that confidence because they want someone that has confidence in what they're talking about. And if you build that connection with them, they feel that they're a part of the group and that they want to learn more about what they're doing. As a coach, when you're taking on a client, what does that process look like? What do you view as success for that client? When they, I think it's a success for them when they will realize that I'm running alongside of them and they have someone that they're accountable to and they quit giving up on themselves. And, and I, I see that because so many people struggle with figuring out how to eat right, what they're missing, what they're supposed to be getting. You know, they've done so many bad diets that have failed them. And society says a lot of things, but it doesn't mean that it's right. And, um, you know, our body was miraculously made. And it was made as a system. And so we have to work like that. And and, and I'm the worst one to, to, to fly by the seat of my pants. And I'm okay with that, but it, we realize it. But when you have some systems in, in place, that's what makes our house run better. That's what makes business run better. And our body is the same way. But we have sabotaged so many things, mindset and, and, and our health so many times that um, giving up and defeat sometimes is really, really easy as much as it is hard for so many. And then age is just a number. That's a huge barrier for a lot of people because it's like, well, you know what, you know, that's just part of age and that's just part of age. Well, no, not really. Because I'll share this. I watched my mom be at rock bottom and feel like crap and not be able to get through the day at 59. And when... She said, I don't know what you're doing, but you're going to have to talk to your dad and I because I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to, she owns her own catering business. That's crazy busy and it's hard work. We open it together. It's hard work. And I love working with her because it gets me outside of my norm, but it's hard physical work. It's mental. And um, she, she kind of knew and she wasn't ready to quote, quote, retire or give up. But when I watched her 
one, listen, because we can be our own worst enemy, right? And I watched her regain a balance with food and her mindset. It changed significantly from I can't or I lost. Last time I checked with anyone, when they lost weight, they were not looking to find it. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times it's what we say to ourselves or what we're saying. We're saying one thing and wanting another. And that's a, a that's been a learning curve for me over the past couple of years of what, what we're saying. You know, I know that, you know, because we listen to ourselves the most. But what we say or how we say it can be kind of self-sabotaging. And so when she said, you're going to have to help me, okay, if you'll just listen, I didn't mean it in a bad way, if you'll just listen to me and follow what I'm telling you, and let's really look at it, then she went from, I can't, to, I didn't know I could eat this well. I didn't know that I could sleep this well. I didn't know that I could wake up. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. And, and then it went from, okay, I've gotten rid of, and like all of this energy, so now you're going to have to help me get some strength and there's a lot of crying moments when you have lost a lot of things lost balance in life lost this lost that there's a lot of crying moments because you're super frustrated but when you're able to see someone move past that and regain their strength and regain their confidence when I say age is just a number I mean it I watched my mom do that at 60 and now when she said, I feel like I'm going to retire at 60 now, it's like, I think I can do this until I'm 65. And she shows up three days a week for a workout, three days a week for a 45 minute workout. And that's not just walking on the treadmill, that's resistance training, that's core training, that's strength training, that's balance training, and that's cardiovascular. When I say age is just a number, I believe it. And I, and I want so much for people when I do their assessment and when they become a client, but I also explained to them that they have as much skin in the game as I do. It's their accountability and it's their desire to reach whatever goals it is they have set versus just me. I can only want so much and I will pour my heart into you. Um, and I'm going to tell you, hey, you know what? It's okay to go in the corner and cry and, and pick yourself back up. But it's not okay to give up. That's the only way you lose. When you have a client that writes down the goals that they want to accomplish, how do you get them to actually take action to make those goals happen? Uh, Alex, that's a good question. And, and I had someone make a comment, and actually it's our, our good friend Scott, Aaron, is get grounded with your why. I think you have to have a why of why you had this goal for that and in 10 years and what you're wanting and why you want to do this, something different. Why do you want to change jobs? Whatever the case may be. And that's something that I ask my clients or even if I'm doing the assessment, why, you know, what are your goals? Okay, so why 50 pounds? It sounds good, but but what, what's in it for you? Why, why 50? Why that number? You know, why isn't it just 25? That mm -hmm. would be easier, right? Well, at 50 pounds, you know, that's where I was when we got married, or that's where I was before I had my kid, or 50 pounds lighter, I, I slept better, or I felt good in my skin. If they have a grounded why, 
why they want to do so. Why do you want to start working out? Or why do you want to have a personal trainer when you've had a gym membership for the past? Why do you want to, why are you wanting to get intentional about changing your eating habits? When they have a why, you know, when my father quit smoking, I'd throw his cigarettes in the trash the whole time I was growing up in the home. But he was going to have to have some surgery. And anytime you have an addiction or a bondage, and we all have them, they're just in different ways. And when you have one, it's really, really hard, unless you have a really good why. Didn't matter that it was his health. It didn't matter surgery. But when my daughter at four said, Papa, you don't need those. You've got me. His why looked like that. And it became very evident. It became very strong. It became very grounded. And he hasn't looked back since. So if they have a why, something that they're grounded to, they're far more likely to be successful, regardless of what I do. I think when you give the, the examples you gave about the why, it kind of puts that personal touch to it. And they use that personal touch and that connection to motivate them as with your client saying about the 50 pounds, they had a reasoning why they wanted to lose that because they felt motivated to get back to where they were happy and where they felt that the self-confidence in a way. And I think that's a great tip that people listening to this could use is think about those goals and why do you want that? And I know I can learn that about myself is I write goals a lot. I have a notebook with all of them, but I never know why I'm writing them down. It's kind of just in the moment. I'm just writing it. When you're doing a post on social media, how do you know when it's the right message to post? Like, this is the time for this message to be posted at this time. Or it's what you're thinking at the moment and what you want to express to the people that you that follow you. <laughs> uh, I can't answer that because I don't typically, I don't normally like have a scheduled anything. I'll be real honest because what I'm thinking today, and if I tried to lay something out, I'm not going to be thinking that Friday. You know, life changes. And there are a lot of times like I hear something and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, because I could build on that. But in reality, it's, it's serving me at that moment, not necessarily what I think someone else might be feeling. So sometimes it's emotionally driven. Sometimes it's um, in that mantra, you know, motivational Monday, thankful Thursday, freedom Friday, you know, um, wellness or a wow Wednesday. Sometimes they're driven by, by one of those types of things that I typically try to do, whether it's in my... Um, uh, Facebook close group for clients or if it's in general or if it's on LinkedIn sometimes it's kind of universal but then there are times when to be honest I kind of draw a blank <laughs> and I think I think any any leader would be remiss to say that they don't draw a blank at some time because what I'm thinking and what someone might be needing is completely different and then I start seeing some people's Posts, or I'm, you know, out and about, and it's kind of like this seems to be a constant comment today. And so sometimes it is direct and it is very intentional and it's very motivating. And it's been something that I kind of woke up with it on my brain. 
And then there's sometimes it's very, you know what? Sometimes less is more. And I am is a statement because you can either say, I am grateful and thankful this morning that I got up or I am going to work. <laughs> and how we phrase those things and how we wake up and think definitely dictates our day. It dictates how we deal with our family, our coworkers, our team, whatever the case may be. And so sometimes they are pretty intentional. I'm thinking something that might have been what I was reading before I went to bed or what I was reading when I got up. And sometimes it's not. And it's it's kind of just a, a blanket statement that, you know what, today is a great day. You know, and, and today I put a post that, you know, I am thankful for my health, for a mindset, but I'm also thankful for obstacles. Because if you don't trip over your obstacles at some point in time, you never pick up or get up and move forward with a different mindset and a different heart of gratitude, you know? And so being able to be thankful for um, an argument that made you think, hmm, maybe I'm being offensive, you know, or being able to say, you know what? I'm glad that failed because it's giving me this opportunity. You know, that saying, one door closes and another one opens. You can't always be stuck on the fact that this door closed. And so a lot of times it's a, a mindset thing because I think we can get really caught up in social media drama and especially in the season that we're just coming out of and we can get caught up in our own mindset of I'm not good enough or this didn't work or nobody wants to know and in reality nobody knows you nobody knows us there's what is it 7.5 billion people in the world yep and you have the opportunity to 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 send a message to whoever happens to be floating through there at that time you never know whose life you might impact. So sometimes I have a motivation and sometimes I don't. It's just a matter of, you know what? Today is a great day. Be grateful and thankful. So um, I hope that answers your question because I I would love to say that I'm that organized and I'm that methodical and thought out, but I'm not. And in reality, I think that's what makes it easy to connect with because each day is a new opportunity and I don't take any of them for granted. And when I do, that's when things get yucky. <laughs> I think social media does play a big part in today's world with the messages that people are sending, the posts that people are reading, that it kind of affects their mindset. And if they get frustrated, they start arguing on social media. It definitely plays an effect over time where the mindset's not there. And so people, kind of have to take the time and break away from it. Go read a book, um, watch their favorite show, get their mind at the right mindset to overcome those obstacles. Because one of your posts that I um, enjoy is you talked about becoming a better version of yourself. And that's something I look at all the time. How can I become a better version of myself? What can I learn? What can I develop over time to, to be better? Um, we're all in the stage right now where we're challenging ourselves and we're not perfect. We have those obstacles that we have to overcome. And I think when I overcome one of those, it makes me feel proud of myself, something I have accomplished in a way. What does the future look like for you? Um, what are your goals, what personally or professionally? That's a good question. So, and I'm glad you asked, thank you. Um, you know what, I have a daughter that is going to be a sophomore in high school and 
to think that in three years she's going to be going away to college. That's, that's like bizarre. And um, I think that's what resonated the most a couple, about two years ago. That I haven't missed a softball game yet. And, and any mother is their child's biggest fan. And two years ago, I decided that I was really going to get serious about my network marketing, my health and wellness company. And then more and more people, as they started getting healthier and they were watching my mom's transformation, started saying, are you going to start training people? I don't know. Maybe. Should I? You know? And I got my personal trainer certification last year getting ready to get my national certification. Do I need it? No. Did my husband ask me to do something different? No. But it made me think about the amount of people that are constantly trying to make a change and the small window of opportunity that I can make a change and work for myself. And I don't say that in a selfish way, but in by the time my daughter's a senior, I want to have the freedom to make my own schedule and work from wherever I'm at so that I'm available and present for everything that she needs as a senior. And that when she goes to college to play softball, I notice the wording, when, not if, when she goes to college to play softball, I don't miss a game then either. And that's what made me think differently because it's, it's really easy when you have a job. I shouldn't say easy, but you know what I mean? It's when you have a job, you, you do your job daily and you just sometimes don't forward think. But when you have a responsibility to, to someone else's job and hours, you have to finagle everything else around that. And I found myself wanting to be able to have that freedom so that I didn't have to say, I'm gonna have to get somebody else to take you, babe. Because my husband has a long drive to get home, and, and he's taken care of and blessed our family incredibly. But he, he is by a, by a time clock. And in four years, I see not only my health and wellness business online growing immensely, but helping more and more people help more and more people so that they can reach some financial freedom, whether that means that they're increasing or receiving an extra stream of income because we all look at things like that. But how are we going to make it work? Or that they're able to start finagling some time to work from home. But then I also see a huge significant difference in the personal training, whether it's the amount of lives that I'm impacting here in my local area, but getting ready to move that online because three years ago I said, God, I want to help people all over the world. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I don't even know what that means. And that's when I got serious connecting on LinkedIn. Because that's a huge platform to connect with people all over the world. I don't need to know everything. I don't want to know everything. I don't need to be connected to everyone. But I will be connected with the right people that I get to impact them to get to impact others and others. So that... I get to pour in making a difference in other people's lives where they need it and get to be incredibly present and work from wherever so that I can see my daughter grow and, and, and do what she loves to do and then be even more present, obviously, at home 
And, you know, and that's a hard balance split the work with the work family life. But that's where I see and that's that's my passion. And, and I get super excited when I get texts of, oh my gosh, I didn't think I was going to be able to get through one month of doing all these things that you want me to do. And I just ran two miles. And then so you're only a couple of weeks or a couple of months into everybody's different. Um, or just those thank you and gratitude posts of everything I've done in the past, I've given up. And I, I value so much, you know, and those types of things bring more joy than anything I can, can uh, think about other than other than my family. Something we talk about is the why statement and you definitely <laughs> have that goal and then you had that personal connection with it, which is amazing. And I tried to not get too emotional because <laughs> yeah. think that she's going to be leaving in three years. It's like, oh. So, it's just something yeah, that you're yeah. passionate about, and I know, Very. I think all moms go through the same thing when their kids go off to college. I know my mom was the same way, but I think it's the bond that we have with our parents is that makes it even stronger that we're able to go out and do anything that we can, and we have that support. And I think your daughter feels the same way, that she knows that she has your support, that she can go out and succeed anywhere, and you'll be there right by her side. Well, Lordy, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so something we do at the end of each podcast is we look back at our time during this interview and we talk about what are the tips and messages you would give to a listener about your rise to the challenge? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, that'll make you think. Um, I'm, that's a good one. Okay, so my tip would be to not give up. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to, as long as you're failing forward. If you're failing forward and you're picking yourself up and saying, oh, okay, that one, that didn't work or that didn't work right now. What can I do differently? What can I do better? But the only way you're going to lose in any given thing, excuse me, is if you stop, if you quit. And I'm going to tell you that it is not easy to connect with perfect strangers because you automatically think, well, what are they going to think? Are they going to think I'm crazy? Or, you know, well, wait, what, what if they already do that or whatever? But I know in my normal J-O-B, I will talk to the competitors as well because one, they're not better than me and I'm not better than them. Two, we live in a small area. I serve a huge area, but I live in the same small county that I grew up in. So you live here, you work here, you sleep here, you eat here, you buy here. It doesn't matter what they do, even if they're a competitor. One, you can learn from them. Two, you learn how to connect better. Three, get over yourself. They don't, they don't know what you do or don't know or what you do or don't do. And three, maybe they're just waiting for someone to ask them how they feel what they want to do different um, or to say, Hey, did you know I'm doing this? No, I didn't. I've been, I've been looking for somebody that I could, you know, know, like, and trust because I'm struggling here. So I know for me, I'm a huge people person, but getting out of my own head sometimes of thinking, well, what are they going to think? I didn't go to college for that or I'm not educated in that. No, I'm not, but I'm super passionate about it. And by golly, I'm going to put every ounce of energy I got into it to make it work. 
So someone that is thinking, okay, so A, B, and C has happened during this coronavirus, depending on when you're listening to this. You know, your life may have changed, but are you okay with that? Are you stunned? Are you sitting back on your heels thinking, oh my gosh, what's next? Or have you been having a vision about doing something differently or trying something differently? Because we always have the opportunity to either stay stagnant or recreate ourselves, learn something new. Because even though personal training is a, and health and wellness is a saturated field, doesn't mean that everybody's needs are being met. Doesn't mean that everybody's comfortable. They have the right connection. And if you're passionate about it, you can talk to them, you can express it, and they will know if you're the right fit for them. And then you, in turn, get to determine if they're the right fit for you, regardless of what your niche is. But if they don't know your passion and they don't know what you're doing or don't know what you're offering, how do they know if you're the right fit? How do we know if that's the right thing to do? Um, I have a vision of what I want my next little step to be. Could I shut myself down? Yeah, because what if? And I don't know. And I no, 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 no. The questions go on and on. Sometimes you have to figure out what's the real question, what you're afraid of. And fear is the, you know, you're going to face everything and run for it. Or fear, you know, um, you're going to turn around and run away from it. We got we both we have an option in any given thing. There's some things, yes, you should run away from. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, you have to look at things um, and count the cost. Because I'll be the first one to say I'm going to jump in head first, and then then think, oh crap, I wish I would have thought about <laughs> that. And that's okay. Everybody learns differently, and I have learned more in just doing it than trying to read the books. And, and I love to read, don't get me wrong, but instead of trying to live by the manual and think that's how it's going to be, because we all know that what we learn in college and we learn in the books is not life. We have to take from that and then grow and learn. So some get out of your head, go forward, face your fears. And one of the biggest things I tell the ladies that I work with all the time is there is strength in knowing your weaknesses. Because if you don't know your weaknesses, you don't know what you're going to build on. You don't know what's going to cause you to stumble. And then when you get knocked down, are you able to get back up? I think this is the perfect timing to find um, passions and what you want to do next in your life. And all your tips are great. And I think everyone that's listening can definitely utilize those. Um, don't give up. Face your fears. Finding the next. Um I appreciate the time that you've taken to talk to me, Michelle. Um, I hope that I keep learning more and more from you, and I enjoy reading your posts and getting to talk to you every chance I get. Well, thank you, Alex. I, I appreciate it, and um, I'm humbled by that. So um, I hope that it does help people. I hope that it inspires them to think a little differently. And uh, again, thank you very much for reaching out and having me on. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to subscribe and follow on all major podcast platforms to get the latest episodes that we post every Monday. What challenges are you going to face this week? What challenges are you going to overcome and how are you going to do it? Have a great day, everyone.